Here we are, back off our hiatus. We make so much money as pastors oh. that we took a month or more off. We, yeah. You know. How was the south of France? Was it good, <laughs> good this time of year? It was. We we. Yeah. What were you looking at? We were just talking about so, how so bad his jokes are sometimes, and he leads with we we. Ah. Man. Well, the light yeah. behind us is broken. That's yeah. what. Yeah. Oh, that's what he's pointing. Yeah. I'm like, yes. you're all like pointing there. at the wall. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Well, yeah. welcome to the Desperate Pastor <laughs> Podcast. If you're listening to us in real time, meaning like tracking with us and haven't gone back like you know years ago to listen to our original episodes, and you're here now, uh, it is episode 17. We are now in 2021. Oh, that's supposed to be fireworks that go off. Yeah. That didn't happen. Oh, no, there was they, much rejoicing. Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> nothing changed. You've seen all those, yeah, all the memes of like the same picture. They're like yes. 2020, 2021. That's like a person with a mustache. Yes. The same person. <laughs> like, new year, new me. <laughs> uh, it is episode 17. Uh, we encourage you to continue to follow us uh, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We don't post a whole lot. We need to. We need to up our social game up a little mm. bit. Yeah. I'm sure if we did a TikTok, it'd help, but we're not doing it. Yeah. So. We have to do the dance. <laughs> didn't didn't really work out too well for Juju's. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Steelers, Steelers, Steelers fans. Wow. <laughs> Just took three of our... Never mind. I mean, he's a Bears fan anyway. Oh, so we lost anyways. So. Yeah. He's just trying to make it's, me it's, feel good it's, right yeah. now. It's okay to make fun of other teams that are bad because they're so bad. So. Well, we're in the same boat. Uh, but me at DesperatePastor.com, you can send us uh, an email. You can join in the conversation. And uh, we're going to catch up a little bit today. We're going to talk a little bit uh, about the gospel today. And uh, But we figured since you guys care so much, not just you guys here, but you that are listening right now care so much about our lives, we thought we'd catch up and just see how things are going. So... But we can't talk about any of it because it's all has to do with church. And you know, <laughs> no, I was thinking, should we do it like when I ask my kids? Good. Yeah. How was school? Good. Shortest How's podcast church? ever. <laughs> all right. What'd you learn? I don't. Nothing. Yeah. No. I mean, you're here, so we know that's not going to happen. But, uh, <laughs> mm. I don't get it. First one of 2021. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Nate just was waiting. He's the got whole a big time smile on his face. He does. He's like, very, yeah, that's right. Very pleased with himself <laughs> right am. now. You're just, just poking the bear. I am. <laughs> it was a total barfarama. You ever watch uh, Stand By Me where he stands back? You know? Yes. And he just watched what he created. Uh, yeah. No one else gets it because no heard, one else I is heard, old enough. I heard Don't barf and I thought of four Christmases. I'm going to do uh, it too. I'm yeah. going to do it. Have you seen that? I saw, yeah. It was I, way back. I can imitate that, but I won't yeah, into the don't. microphone. I don't <laughs> think no, anybody wants to. I almost said nobody. <laughs> No, nobody, nobody wants to hear me do that in the microphone. Or you could do your Goonies thing, like when he was like, and then one time I was in the balcony and <laughs> I made a sound. Ooh. Okay. We, we need to devote like an entire episode to just movie, movie quotes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know Goonies. I love yeah, Goonies. Goonies is great. Goonies is great when you were growing up. Well, yeah. not you guys. 
Uh, but then you say <laughs> you say to your kids, we should watch this movie. And you're like, oh, we should not have watched this movie because yeah. of the language. What, I, th- I continually go, what were my parents? <laughs> what were the standards? Right. I, I couldn't watch He-Man because it was sorcery. Yeah. But you let me watch these movies. <laughs> Goonies. Like, it's because you wanted to watch right. it. Right. And I have done the same thing. Confession. Right. I'm like, we should totally watch that movie. And I'm like, oh, just, okay, oh, mute. Uh, don't listen. <laughs> Go in the hallway. Right. Why, are, why are we watching this? Oh, because I wanted to watch it. Right. You know. And then when you have multiple children, the standard for the first child and the third oh, yes. is way different. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, eight-year-old, you're not ruining our night. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to watch this. Yeah. So just color. Yeah. Well, in it's our terrible. standard, like in our day, PG was a very broad swath of things. Like yes. so. Like PG was like, wow, there's yeah. there's that in this movie, and it's PG, and yeah. now it's PG thirteen, and you know. Yeah, so. I agree. I'm, I'm mom and dad, if you're listening, <laughs> you really messed me up. Yeah, I <laughs> but cannot, some really classic movies. I cannot remember any part of Goonies where they swore. So. Oh wow, yeah. go back and watch it. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> find a if you have a nephew or when you have a son or a daughter. Sit down, but like, I'll hey, let's my watch it. Yes, I'll send my kids over. Well, he, yeah. he's like, they're already corrupted, so he's yeah, like, yeah. So. They, yeah, you forget a lot. Oh, yeah. Watch it. You forget mm-hmm. a lot, or yeah, or you're like, did we watch this on TV? Yes. Like, is, is that yeah. what, was it a Sunday night special, <laughs> which doesn't exist anymore? No, Do you I remember, remember that? Oh. We were talking about like yeah. Disney. The magical oh, yeah, world yeah. of Disney yep. had a yep. Sunday night yep. movie, and that was like a big deal. Yeah, that was Never back when Sunday it. morning cartoons, like you couldn't just turn on the Cartoon Network or, or whatever. You had to wait for Saturday morning yes. to watch cartoons. And then mm-hmm. if you didn't go to church, you could watch Hickory Hideout locally. <laughs> yes. uh, and then the Hardy Boys oh. and Nancy Drew Mysteries. Like those oh, were all my. $6 million man. Like uh-huh. those are the Sunday morning lineup. Uh, but yeah. Well, I was always in early service, yeah, yeah. so I never all day. saw those. All yeah. Day. yeah, we started. Hickory Hideout, though? Come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I remember watching it. I don't remember details, but definitely. My wife, that was a blast from the She past. talks about that. And she's like, I sent a joke in, and they read it. <laughs> like it, was, it was a local. She's like, why did the know? chicken cross mm. the road? <laughs> they read it. <laughs> no, because they would just say your name, too. Yeah, sure. They would. Yeah. So Nate, Nate, I just had a, like, almost like a, fl- a play forward in my life. Instead of a flashback, I felt like I was sitting and like, listening to like two retired men thinking about the good old days because I don't <laughs> yeah. know any of the shows they're talking about. <laughs> I watched Scooby Doo. I, I never good. said good. Yeah, he said, said that's the way it was. It's a, <laughs> Disney Plus is much better than maybe the <laughs> Sunday night for yeah. a Disney feature with commercials. <laughs> like, the, only, the only reason I had Disney Plus was for The Mandalorian. Oh, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I have two more it. shows to watch in the second season. Is it really, really, really good? Oh, yeah. Okay. It, I, the, we watched... Okay, this is how it went for Mandalorian for us. We, we started watching it with Bryce. I did last year. The first season, we watched two episodes, and I was like, I'm really big in Star Wars, but I was kind of like, I don't quite know where it's going. So mm-hmm. I stopped watching it. Then recently, I was like, we really need to watch that again, because I know there's a second season. I really mm-hmm. wanted to watch it. And Bryce is like, I already watched it. <laughs> he's like, Jack and I, like with his cousin, he watched it. And he's like, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so I started watching it like while I walk on the mm-hmm. treadmill or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I got hooked to where I'm like, I think I should go another 45 <laughs> minutes because I want to watch the next episode. And so um, it they do a great job. If yeah. I think you have to be a Star Wars fan. A little bit. Because yeah, they yeah. do, the, the fun We're, part is they tie all a lot of things in. All the tie-ins and yeah. clones, yeah, yeah. So if you don't know like much that. about. Star, Star Wars, Wars might. It still, I think, is good. It's still good, but you don't get all the layers yeah. of all the. Whoops. <laughs> of, uh, of everything. Yeah, they did a great job. Now I'm already like lamenting the fact that I'm going to finish it probably today, mm. or, mm. or this afternoon, or tomorrow, and I'm going to wait forever. 
That's what I did. 2022, I think, is what they're saying. I blew through season one, and then I was like, wait, there's no there's no more? Till <laughs> yeah. the... We're so spoiled. Yeah. Like, oh, just yeah. keep giving me content. <laughs> like, when we were growing up, yeah, you... you the the struggle was you could you're looking forward to the new season starting and if you missed it and your VCR didn't tape it right. it was gone forever so like you were never going yes. to see that I can't imagine oh, the yeah. struggle which was, like we had a lot of like PTSD from that oh like, yeah and which like, was also like set every VCR was different and it was literally yeah. like you needed to be intelligent oh yeah you oh, yeah. have some understanding yeah. because you'd be like I think I got it yeah and or the power like, goes out one put your, time yeah put <laughs> your ear to the machine just like is it roll, is it, it's recording the yeah. red light's on but is it good yeah, your whole you know now it's like you don't understand. I go, I go onto my Hulu app and I click on yeah. the show yeah. and they oh, re- yeah. record. Okay, now it says we'll record. However, even in you, you may be younger than us, but that none of what you're using, what we all use today, existed when you were a child. No, no. Like I mean, you know, my, there was DVR. My, my already. grandma like, recorded Scooby Doo's and gave them to me on VHS. <laughs> so, but, so I, uh, yeah. I mean, I remember pause. I remember thinking, like, this was probably my first old man thought, which I wasn't even old when they have it. But, like, when DVR came out, I'm like, why do you need to pause yep. and rewind TV? Yep. That's so obnoxious. And now, it's amazing. I'm like, how did I live? Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, especially I mean, people were without clean water, but how did I live right. without pausing mm. TV? And then there goes the gas. <sighs> wow. <laughs> yeah. And so, speaking of that, no. I mean, I'm not going to lie. We all, who doesn't have a streaming service? Right. Do you know it's terrible when you push pause and you accidentally hit go live? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's bad. Another first world problem. <laughs> no. Terrible. This is where God's called us, Joe. Okay. <laughs> this is the world. This is the cross we must yes. bear. Yes. Yeah. Some of us go to France like you. Uh-huh. For, you know, just kidding. <laughs> we'll just keep throwing it in throughout the uh-huh. podcast and yeah, see right. what Frenchie uh-huh. comes up with. I did not I go to my pill. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to say Joe. <laughs> no, just uh, how about Joe? I'm kidding. <laughs> Joe. That was the point. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Let me explain my joke to you now. That's what makes it funny. <laughs> so would you rather have wet socks or wet mitten or wet gloves? Oh, uh, wet gloves. Definitely Easy. wet gloves. Yeah. Easy. That's it. Both make me cringe. Yeah, I don't the, like The either. sound of either, they make me cringe, but I... I can't handle it. Like I, I, I used to always hunt when I was younger. Yeah. If my feet were wet, it oh, was yeah. miserable. Damn. I could handle my like you know because you could you could at least kind of maybe like put them yeah. in a pocket or something if your gloves are wet. But oh no, no. that reminds me, your son Which swims one? in <laughs> socks <laughs> on, purp- on purpose. On purpose, yeah. <clears throat> just Ed, to weird people out. Yeah. At camp, he's like <laughs> yeah. out there tubing and he's got his socks on. Yeah. I like, don't know what the reasoning is. Like, there's not like it's not like some sink, like thing he has to do he for safety yeah. or something. He doesn't like the bottom of the lake. That's what it is. That's what it is. He doesn't I, like the bottom of the lake. I don't want the bottom of the lake in my socks. Right. It's gross. <laughs> I don't want the wet socks on my feet. Oh, I know. Yeah. I mean, dry socks and good boots, especially like we think of wet being in the cold. Mm-hmm. Like dry socks, good boots. You can you can spend a lot more time yeah. and and yeah, you can make it through. I mean, I I would choose neither <clears throat> if I could, but definitely I would rather have dry socks. Yeah. I think the technology that we're getting nowadays, my dad is going to, I'm going to see him soon here, but he's bringing me battery powered oh, yeah. socks oh, yeah. that he was given by a friend. Oh, or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. So it keeps your feet warm yep. when you're hunting. Because yep. if you've ever been hunting, yeah. it gets really uncomfortable when you're like <laughs> numb. It doesn't oh, matter yeah. what, it's like it doesn't matter what socks and what boots you wear. Yeah, there it's, hits it's, a point. It's, it's going to happen. Where they just get cold. Ooh, <laughs> I don't know. I've had two pair uh, rocky boots one pair that i couldn't i was four hours out in the middle of january and my feet were toasty and then um the pair i have right now 
They're Keen Boots. And I do have Keen Boots. Which one are we sponsored by? Yeah, the podcast bo- sponsored by Keen Boots. Hopefully both. <laughs> Keep your um, feet warm. But no, they're they're super good. But like skiing, is it? And like, there's, I don't know that there's a ski boot made that keeps your feet warm. No matter. <laughs> or there's so much or padding. Or comfortable. <laughs> yeah, they're horrible. Um, there's so much padding in these boots that I have. And I'm like, in my within 30 minutes of being out there without the warmers. You have mm-hmm. to put, we always have to put the warmers uh, in yeah. those. Which those are great, but if they made like that a oh, battery powered sock, I'm very you intrigued. Didn't have to have <laughs> try these out because I hate the feeling of that first world problem of the yeah. the heat like the yes, you're like standing you on it. Yeah, you're yeah, standing yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Well, the second question is sledding or skiing. I, I figure skiing. you would choose skiing. You guys all choose skiing. skiing. Can I choose snowboarding? I don't. Know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think yeah, it's, I, mean, I think, yeah. yeah. I don't ski. He's, I remember okay. Him. He's like, I don't want to. I'm not a skier. I'm a snowboarder. I mean, they used to call me X Games where I came from. Yeah. So he's uh, like, you know, half pipe, tail twist, <laughs> uh, flip, quarter turn, fakey, ollie. <laughs> Just I'm more like uh, fall on my face. <laughs> <laughs> no fakey. <laughs> no. Took, oh, this is a, this is a good story. So Shauna's first. Ex- Shauna will never go skiing or snowboarding ever again. Her first experience, she went to like a youth conference and uh, like stories always start out great with that. Yeah, <laughs> youth, conference, <laughs> youth conference. She's never skied anything mm. in her life. They throw on a pair of skis, send her all the way up the slope. No way. Like yes. we're talking point like this. No, way. Uh, like a mountain in <laughs> Michigan, and send her down. Nice. And we're talking. My wife doesn't even weigh like a hundred pounds. Yeah. Uh, well, that probably helped her. Bad. Yeah. The more you weigh, the faster you're going. <laughs> she went down twice. I know from experience. Oh, she went down twice, so it happened again. <laughs> yeah, she, well, no, right. she went down the hill twice, and then she said, I'm done, never again. Never. Was and there she a is, smaller hill? Uh, there was. She didn't Nobody the, she showed didn't her the, the small... Oh, my. <laughs> they, just, they took her, wow. and they took her up, and oh. they let She's her like, go. What's a double black diamond mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. That's, that's Why am I in a helicopter to get to the top of it? I had the same experience. Like I had went when I was in high school with some friends here locally at the little places, and I didn't... Same thing. They're like, we're not going to a lesson. We're not going to... like Just get with come with us. And we went up, and literally, I would just go until I fell. Yeah. Right? Like, no training. So then when I started dating my wife, she was, they've skied their whole life. So she's like, let's go skiing. And of course you're like, they could say, let's go shopping when you're dating. You're like, yeah, that'd be sure, great. Yeah. So I went and she's like, I'll teach you. <laughs> and so the first hill she take, it was up in New York and it was a nice, it was a long hill, but it was gentle grade, you know, so it was perfect to learn. But so she's teaching me how to turn. And so literally <clears throat> it was snowing really heavy that day and it, I'm falling everywhere every time I tried to turn the first time down I got to the point where when I, I was halfway down this thing I'd fallen enough times I was annoyed I clicked out of the bindings and I started like I'm walking down the hill I'm, like, I'm done <laughs> <clears throat> and my mother-in-law now you know my mother-in-law comes then she comes down the hill skiing like perfectly like shoo, 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 yeah. like just course, perfect yeah. uh-huh. and she does one of those big like <laughs> kick slide yeah. stop things and she's like I figured you guys were over here because I would see ski tracks, plop, ski tracks, <laughs> plop, ski tracks, plop. And I got so aggravated by that, like, that I was like, that I was determined again. And literally by the end of that first day with my wife teaching me, I learned a move from like the plow thing to picking my inside foot up. And then once you get past that, it's like yeah. you can go anywhere, really, if your legs are strong enough because you yeah. can stop. <laughs> you yeah. just kind of, but, and I love it. But I we, it. when we had kids, we quit. <laughs> But so skiing would be mine. I want to go. We try to still go like once a year, but mm-hmm. before kids, we would go 
a ton, <clears throat> but it's too expensive. It is expensive. That's the one expensive. Thing. I, as as uh, Nate was sharing his story, I immediately <laughs> thought of the video that we like sparked. I don't know when that was, but of Joe. That's what I think is funny. <laughs> oh, he, that's why he was. That's why he was so shocked. He's like, really? And we're all like, yeah. And I, then it, it dawned on me. That's why he doesn't like skiing. I know. Yeah. It's, I, I held it in this long. I forgot about that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, though, when I was in youth group or like I was leading youth like early, like late 2000 or early 2000s, uh, I learned like I went for a day with the group and they're right. like teaching learned me how to pizza? do all that. I'm like, oh, yes, whatever it is. And uh, yeah. I kind of plow, plowing, plow and oh, pizza or something. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, pizza. And I got okay. Never heard but of then when that. I went back that day and I was on the kitty slope and I didn't know what I was doing, I do blame it on the guy. And I have, vi- I have yeah. video evidence, but there was no way I was stopping. Like there yeah. was no, like, I don't there's, know what I'm doing. Yeah. There's also video evidence of Joe when he got up, he chased that. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Stuck a ski pole through him. <laughs> Done. No. I used to go to, in our town, it was Sundown Mountain. It was like middle, you got like a deal if you went like during middle school, whatever. And I loved it. It was really expensive. But I also loved it. They had this massive food area. Amazing. <laughs> but I, I probably went probably 10 times in middle school and I have not been since. So it was fun. To the food area or to skiing? <laughs> yeah, I always go to the food area. <laughs> <laughs> skiing, skiing. I mean, I'm just trying to get over the fact that I've never heard it called pizza. Well, okay, oh, it's from I mean, Psych. Psych like said pizza. pizza. Like they were when they were skiing. I think it was in Canada. They were trying to get the Canada. the guy, the 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 art thief guy. Hmm. You're talking about a show I've never watched. Yeah. Really, I've you never seen it either. No, no. I, I actually know what he's talking about. Uh, that's not. <laughs> what I never saw like, it. Oh my goodness! That's not why gracious. I called it pizza. I feel like we should have let him go a little further. Been like, oh yeah, yeah. I don't. Um, you so oh, never watched it. You've uh-huh. never watched Psych. No. You I think I think would my, love psych. Yeah, is he, he a doctor? Is psych a doctor? Is, oh. is that like the show? He is he's, a he's a a he's a dude. He's a psycho psycho. He's a what's the word? I keep now. I'm, I was gonna say psychotic, which is the wrong word. Uh, psychic. Psychology? He's a psychic, okay. quote unquote, detective. Like he's I just hyper. Deal, I don't deal. Oh my goodness! Can I, you feel listen? Like, Can I feel you like I feel like my buddy from college watched it's a funnier show, so I feel like I watched some of him. The, I think we've had this conversation already, Mike, and I'm really disappointed because I think you said you were going to go watch it. I really think we had this conversation. Full of lies. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> nope. The Full humor, of lies. The humor and the references to like 80s, okay. 90s pop, pop, pop culture. Where uh, is this? Where do I find it? Uh, on Netflix. Amazon. Amazon Prime for sure. Hulu. Any place. Are you serious? I'm serious. Mm. You'll start watching, and in about two or three episodes in, you will be hooked. Okay. I can't believe you've never watched it. Hey, stay tuned to a further podcast. I'll let you guys know what I think of Psych. So in in the movie Elf, what does he say to Santa? I know you. You, you know sit it. you sit on a chair of lies or something like sit that. Sit on a throne of lies. You sit yeah. on a throne of lies. That's sure. it. That's why I was. <laughs> it's like you lie. <laughs> Full of lies. So anyway, that's kind of we're catching up a little bit, talking about skiing and how Mike and Aaron both need to go watch Psych. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you'll get the references, and it's really funny, really mm-hmm. good. And we're not sponsored by Psych either. No. Maybe someday a show that's no longer in production will sponsor yeah. us. <laughs> uh, but we're talking about the gospel a little bit today. And I, as we were in our pre-show warm-up talking. Stretching. <laughs> stretching. You know, one of the things that's becoming cl- more clear and probably because of um, all that's going on in our world and the ability to have conversations outside of our own bubble and being able to hear different points of view with social media, with TikTok, with other places, videos, YouTube, uh, that there's a lot of um, the gospel is is being changed, and it's it's uh, 
it's not good. <laughs> I mean, one of the things that we've done is we've been studying through Titus and now Galatians, and Paul is really adamant about the gospel as we should be. And any deviation, I almost said that deviation, any, any deviation from that, even just a slight like, yeah, that's okay, or yeah, that's the gospel, uh, takes you down a road that is not the gospel and not a saving grace, not, a, not where you, we ought to be uh, as believers. And so I want to talk about the gospel today. I feel like maybe we had this conversation on some level before, but it's under attack, mm-hmm. and uh, people are being led astray. You think about progress, yeah. progressive Christianity. Uh, you think about other just systems of belief that um, are operating under a culture of offense, mm-hmm. or like it's just about my emotions and how I feel. This is how I feel God is, regardless of what the Word says, or being able to take the Bible and say, I know it says that, but, but it doesn't mean that. And it doesn't cover that, and it, so this is what it really means, and we're kind of having our own forms of, of what it really means to be a follower of Jesus, and uh, the gospel is being watered down. People are being led to places that are really um, dead ends and wrong places to be, and so uh, it's important that we talk about the gospel, what it is, and that we proclaim that gospel, because that's what Paul, I mean, in the early churches... Uh, the, the Jewish people were coming into these churches and saying, yes, of course, it's Jesus, but you also mm-hmm. need to be a Jew. And it was mm-hmm. trying to combine all of these things. And Paul's like, wait, 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 you foolish Galatians. Like, you guys mm-hmm. are off. Like, that's not what this is all about. It's Christ alone. It's by faith alone, grace alone, and Christ alone. It's not, yes, this Jesus plus. It's mm-hmm. Jesus. And if you look around, like any social media and whatever, even in our churches, people are, if you... <laughs> This is a very telling thing. You ask people, what is the gospel? Or ask them to share the gospel with you. People that have been in church forever. Mm-hmm. There'll be a difficulty to be able to even say, well, here it is. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing because I want to say that every single Sunday as part of the message, we're talking about the gospel. As part of what we're talking about, tying the gospel in. And for people to be like, uh, it's, it's, it's this. Like, no, no, it's not that at all. But, but you responded to the gospel. Of course I did. Mm-hmm. And I think what we've run into a lot is we've, we've grown up in a culture where it's been about like this decision, like you, you decide to follow Jesus and then you live your life. You try to do the best you can. You try to, as opposed to, I came to Christ because of Christ and I live in Christ because of Christ, <laughs> like by his power mm-hmm. that I've come to Christ in his power and I walk in that power and we've not, there's all kinds of things tied into that. Uh, but we probably should define the gospel, I would think. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Uh, you talked about Paul and how much he talked about that in all of basically his books he, he was able to write. Um, but God brought that to his mind because there was a major thing that had to be almost sure. like restructured in all of their minds. And I think it's just something that even to us today, um, something I tell the students all the time is it's always applicable to us. We need to study to see, you know, what might we need to learn out of this. And so I think what's interesting is um, not that you said uh, Jesus plus mm-hmm. not that long ago. I did a lesson and I, I brought up to the fact that Paul was telling these believers, you know, it doesn't need to be uh, Jesus plus something else you do. Yeah. It's the answer is Jesus. Right. And I, I brought it up. I said, there's ESPN plus there's Disney plus, <laughs> but yeah. it's not Jesus plus. Right. And I said, and so Jesus is enough. And so it's interesting that we all kind of um, can at times lose that almost like you lose like the sense of like, no, Jesus is enough and that's who I need. And that's why I live for him now. And um, even as we continue to share the gospel and as we reach others, 
that should be the number one thing that we explain is, hey, you know, God loved you this much. Sure. And while you were still a sinner, he died for you. Christ mm-hmm. died for you. And it's not, uh, oh, now you need to be a perfect person. Right. right. There should be some spiritual transformation in our life, but it isn't behavior modification. Right. It's surrendering more, as you've said. It's heart transformation. Then, right. That's right. There you go. So what is the gospel? I mean, that's, that's really, if we're going to talk about this deviation from the gospel, what is the gospel um, that we're trying to proclaim? Because what you have is you have certain denominations who will say the gospel is that you must believe and be baptized. You have other people who say, you know, yeah, believe in God and, and be a good person. You have other people in churches that would say, uh, just follow the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. and, and do the best that you can and go to church mm-hmm. and give and, and do these things and then hopefully God will accept you kind of thing. It's The gospel is not trying to be anything. The gospel is really surrendering your life to what Christ has done, that he makes you righteous, that he makes you good Mm -hmm. by faith in Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I think that we need to clarify for people, like clearly what is the gospel? Um, And then we can talk about kind of like maybe where the deviations are too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a sense too uh, in, in the gospel of understanding that you're, you're wrong. And, and you're you're broken and you're sinful mm-hmm. and and really in God's eyes you you're not accepted and in God's eyes you're you're against him mm-hmm. I think that's really one of the, the fundamental things to understand in the gospel that without Jesus you are not accepted mm-hmm. you are set apart man. you're set apart yeah, you're yourself, wrong yeah, you're against yeah. God um, and because of Jesus, because of your faith in him and what he's done and his death and his sacrifice, you are now through faith in him. Now you're now made right before God mm-hmm. because of Jesus, not just because God magically accepts you and who you are, but because he now sees his son instead of you. Mm. And I, I feel like one of the, I guess we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. You I, could say it. Go ahead. No, go for well, it. I feel like in progressive Christianity, uh, you have this view of, well, well, God just accepts me. And I feel like when you do that, you're you're really bypassing the power that Jesus has in Jesus, yes, making you right before God, but you have to really understand that first, you are wrong. You are wrong before God. You're not just magically accepted because of his love, um, but really Jesus plays this part in there as this, mm-hmm. this mediator. Um, and I feel like that's missed in maybe not even talked about a lot in sure. progressive Christianity. Well, because it's about your feelings. It's yeah. about, I want you to, to feel accepted. I want you to feel yeah. that, that you're, a, you're good. You're in, and I feel bad on Sunday mornings to basically say you're not good enough. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that's what Scripture tells <laughs> us, that, yeah. that when we think about the law, you think about sin, like we don't measure up, and the law shows that to us. Mm-hmm. You can't keep the Ten Commandments perfectly. Yeah. And I was listening to somebody speak the other day, and it's like often we don't talk about the other side of that in Jesus, that Jesus, uh, where we could never keep these things 100% of the time, Jesus kept perfectly loved the Father, perfectly kept the law 100%, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There was never a moment that he did not love, uh, the Father did not love people. we often just think like we don't measure up, but Jesus is the one that measured up to that. And, yeah. and that's the beauty of the gospel is that what we see in the gospel is that Jesus came uh, to us, that God in Christ came to us to 
to tabernacle, to be with us, yep. which I think yep. even in progressive Christianity, even some other friends that I talk to, is like they still have this view that God is this far off judge that uh, maybe even like the clockmaker idea that he kind of like started all this stuff mm. and it's just kind of going on. And we have a God who's come near. We have a God who says, you will never, ever, ever do this right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's yeah. one of the things we were talking about last week when Jesus, uh, not last week, but at church, that Jesus is the vine and that word, that picture is that each time in the Old Testament, uh, Israel was pictured as the vine, and each time in the Old Testament when they were pictured as the vine was always a negative, saying that you're not producing fruit, that that God's judgment is coming. And so when Jesus says, I am the true vine, instantly they're like, well, wait, what are you saying? Mm-hmm. And, inst- and what he's saying is that I have come to be what you could never be, yeah. that, that you are always incurring God's judgment because you always have fallen short, but I've come to live the life and to be the person to, to fulfill the law that you could never be. And that's the beauty of the gospel. That's the beauty of all of this. And I think what's maybe wired in us is that we've got to do something for that, that we've got to earn it. And I think that's the struggle, is that when people hear grace, they say, yeah, yeah, I get it, but what do I have to do? Yeah, 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 yeah I get yeah. it, but yeah. what? Yeah. It's like, no, it's it's nothing else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting is uh, how many of us like being told we're wrong, <laughs> you know, in general. I think that's the right. hard thing to swallow to say, I'm, I'm wrong, you know, I, or I was wrong. Right. Um, and it's even more difficult to say I'm living in being wrong. And I think before you become a believer, you have to come to understanding that, you know, yes. I live in sin and I am not right, mm-hmm. you know. And I think it's a struggle for people that think they're right or don't want to admit that they're wrong, you know. And uh, that's part of, I think, the surrendering to God in that part of great accepting yeah, that grace sure. and uh, looking to repent and ask forgiveness of our sins is a difficult thing when we're stubborn people. But I think there's an ability um, that God gives us, kind of breaks down our hearts even in the process of um, God desiring us to be a child of His, um, that we honestly can look to our own selves and realize that, you know what, I am messed up. You know, I do have sin in my life. And I need to ask forgiveness because God loved me so much to offer this up as a free gift of salvation. And I think it's a, it's a humbling experience because we have to realize that there's something much larger than us going on, and yeah. that's God and the right. work that he's doing in us and around us. Um, and ultimately, then we can be used by God when we become a child of his. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just being quiet because I'm accused of talking too much. <laughs> so... Um, we talk, he, we talk for three hours about how he talks too much. No, I'm just right. Just kidding. Well, I think the, to back up to the gospel, um, I think when talking to people uh, or if somebody were to ask me, you know, what is the gospel? What do you believe? Um, I would, I, you have to lay out their fallen yeah. nature. And I've had people, even when we discussed discipleship here, I've had believers say like, well, it's not our job to point out sin. And it's not your job to convict yeah. of sin. That's the Holy Spirit's job. But you you cannot present the gospel without presenting the person's need, sure, a perceived need. And I believe that the Bible teaches that people have that need. They have a knowledge of that need in them. They may not be able to articulate what it is, but they know something is wrong because if God created us, as the Word says, and He created us for a relationship with Him, then when we're not in that relationship, something is off. And so we know that. But to a person, um, you have to be able to speak to the fact that they are sinful um, 
And I think why people moved away from that, I'm going to weave the progressive thing into here. I think the reason we move away from it is from that one point is because we're like, well, it's not really my place to judge. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're right. It's not. God alone judges. But it, you cannot tell a person, uh, or I should say, what, what an illogical thing to think that a person would say, I need a savior, but I'm perfect mm. and I'm fine and I've got it all together. Um, so you have to be willing to do that. Uh, then to the point, you know, so I would tell them you have that problem. Um, Nate already articulated Christ was God's, per, you know, the method by which he would redeem people by the blood of Jesus Christ. And um, our confidence comes in the resurrection of Jesus Christ that we can see that he had victory over sin and death. And uh, we are not good uh, in and of ourselves, and we will not be good. Right. In um, but we can be uh, transformed into the image of Christ as we put our faith in Him, and the Spirit of God helps us live for God. I mean, that's condensing it, you know. And, and I'm a big believer in the gospel should be packaged to who we're speaking to. Sure. So, yeah. um, in the context, um, well, that's what Jesus did with right, Nicodemus, with exactly. the well. Right. Why do we have different examples <laughs> yeah, of how to preach exactly, the gospel? Right. Exactly. Yeah, because right. that's what Jesus did. <laughs> um, however, I was thinking as you were talking, of, and I always think of this, it comes up frequently when we talk about people um, viewing God and talking about how viewing sin as such a problem. Mm. Like we don't want to talk about sin because it's right. so depressing. Okay. I think of Matthew 25 and the parable of the talents and the one who hid the talent. Mm. His response is, I knew you to be a harsh man. <laughs> yeah reaping when you did not sow. And so I took your talent and I hid it. And the response is, you know, a very horrible result for that person. Well, take what he does have, right. give to the others, and you go to a bad place, <laughs> basically, my yeah. paraphrase. When I read that, I believe the heart of what that passage is getting at is you did not know me. Hmm. You, you had a perceived understanding of me. And what I mean by that is people who, when we talk about their sin if they have the perceived knowledge of the taskmaster in heaven that, you know, I owe him something, they don't want to feel that in the moment. So they say, well, yeah, you know, he is this. Well, I know him. Mm. By his grace, I've been saved. And I know him, and I see my sin for what it is. And it's a barrier between me and God. And the fact that Christ went to the cross for that sin my understanding of my sinful nature and my need for him is now a love relationship where I go, I, nobody else would do that for me. There is no other way. Right. And it, and it starts to make sense, but we need to keep in our minds. The Bible also says the gospel, Paul says it's to some, the right fragrance of life and to others, the stench of death right. to those who are perishing. When you don't know God, when you haven't been illuminated, mm -hmm. And you haven't been indwelt by the Spirit of God. You know, you just feel judged. <laughs> you just, yeah. you know, I mean, that's what it feels like. So I think that's I, that's a very long way. I apologize, but I think that's the response that we, as a church and the church movement, a progressive church movement, has had that we don't want people to feel maybe what we felt. Well, sure. You know, um, but the the Bible's clear that you, without the confrontation of yeah. your your position apart from Christ. Yeah. There's no, uh, I mean, we there's joke no, about it. There's no need. Right. Yeah. Why would you need it? And also, yeah. it's not just, hey, think Jesus is a good person. Mm -hmm. Hey, Christian living is not a bad way to live, so let's just live like that. Right. 
Yeah. There's people that do that. I'm convinced of it. There's people that sure. come into church and they go, this is a good place. The people are nice. I like the service. I like the music. And, and I feel good when I come here. But they haven't repented. Right. Yeah. And that's a, you know, yeah. that's a scary thing. Yeah. And um, Well, that's what Jesus is talking about in the vine. He's talking about the very beginning of John chapter 15, about the, those that don't bear fruit. It's not because we're not, we're not called to produce fruit. We're called to bear fruit. And if I say that I'm part of the vine, but I don't bear fruit, I don't have fruit then really I don't, I'm not connected to the vine. I don't belong to the vine. And so we have people in churches that it's that behavior modification, heart transformation kind of thing, that I can come to church and I can look like a believer, like a Christ follower, but I really am not. Eventually that will be seen for what it is. And, and what Jesus says is they'll be cut off. And not cut off because they necessarily have lost their salvation, but cut off because they are seen for what they are. If I see a dead branch... I don't say, you know, let's let's hold on to that one. <laughs> we cut it off. And what Jesus says in that same passage is not only do we cut off the branches that are that don't belong, but we take the ones that are producing or I'm sorry, are bearing fruit, and we're gonna prune them so that they'll produce more fruit. Right. Right. Yeah. I I, I mean, I don't know exactly all the avenues that we're gonna go down, but um the the I think I I look at things as what are if we see something in Christianity then what is the what's motivating it? What's what has gotten us here? And so I, I think the first I had two big ones, and the first one I already talked about, which is I think we don't want to confront people with their sin because we yeah, don't yeah, want to right. feel that way. The second is I think we don't know how to reconcile, or we find difficulty in reconciling the overwhelming, never-ending, unfathomable, fathomable grace of word. God. Yeah, right, right. Like yeah, because I also read in the Word of God that for those that he adopts for mm-hmm. those that he calls sons and daughters, his grace yeah. is not unending. Yeah. And so while we have a biblical truth of God's forgiveness, he's perfect in all of his ways. And the sacrifice of Christ was perfect and complete for the salvation of people to those who belong to Jesus. And therefore we don't walk around. How do you say to people, you don't add up, you don't measure up, you are a sinner, you're all these things. However, those that have put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, his grace is sufficient for your struggle. Because, I mean, I've said it before, you know, we've had some connection to like addiction recovery and stuff. There are people that are horribly addicted to any number of things in this world. And some of them, which, you know, will kill them. Right. But they can come to faith in Christ. Yeah. And die with a needle in their arm. And I believe with all my heart, they go to heaven. Yeah. Because sin is sin, and we all do it every day, every day. So to me, um, that idea of when we preach the gospel, we need to lead with the sinful nature. However, then we have to do that discipling of someone to move them to a place where we can fully hold on to grace Mm -hmm. without fearing that we're giving them license to sin. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's a it's a hard balance. Well, Paul struggled with the it, same thing. Yeah. Saying the same yeah. stuff, you know, should yeah. I just keep on sinning so that grace may abound? <laughs> right. You know, there is that. But we have to not take out the fact that the Holy Spirit is, if they truly are uh, a Christ yeah. follower, if they truly mm-hmm. by faith have put their trust in Christ, I think we have been living as the church without the Holy Spirit, or at least sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, that we've kind of made it into mm-hmm. this... this um, 
thing that we can get our hands around and say, this is what it means to follow Jesus, and this is what the church looks like, and we can kind of control it, as opposed to the Holy Spirit has come to be our comforter and to be our helper and to be the one who, who teaches us all these things. And I think we have, we have sidestepped the Holy Spirit, maybe because we're concerned, mm-hmm. like we're afraid of who the Holy Spirit is or whatever, mm-hmm. and we have lost the power of what it means to follow Christ in light of that, because of that. Yeah. I think it's a, I think what you just brought up, Joe, is a major point of Christianity today as well, because I don't know if it's very well taught in a simple, you know, a simplified version of the gospel that we do receive the Holy Spirit right. upon salvation. Sure. And there's a reason that God had a plan to send us the Holy Spirit. And there is a reason that Jesus said, I will not be with you. And he says to his disciples, I am going, I will not be with you, but I'm sending you a helper. Right. Yeah. And I think when, when we are at our best as Christian and Christ followers, it's when we rely on the Holy Spirit and when yes. we seek his wisdom, we seek his direction. And I just think it's, if we don't, it's an untapped opportunity to serve God and to uh, fully be surrendered to him and to, to his will and to where God could bring us. Um, Cause there's uh, obviously we're all pastors here, but there's nothing more in my mind. That's like, I'm, I'm all on board for that because there's an opportunity to share um, the gospel with someone who is uh, afar. He is off. He is wrong. He is in his life. He's lost. And there's an opportunity for us to go to them and to share this wonderful news. And it's and you know, some might think it's corny, but it, the good news, sharing the good news. Uh, and that's the fact that Christ came not to die for those that are perfect, but for those that aren't because he was a perfect sacrifice. It reminds me of John 16, where Jesus says to his disciples that it's better Mm-hmm. that I go. Yeah. yeah. And we think of like, well, how can that be better? But we, at that moment, the Holy Spirit was not, did not have residence in their lives. They were not, they were walking with Jesus, yep. God, the son, but he's saying for you and your life, for the, you and the power in your life to walk this thing out, it's better that I'm not here yeah. because yeah. now this new say season of the Holy Spirit coming into our lives in the old Testament, we see moments where, the, the spirit would be on certain people and be in people and then be taken away. And that's when uh, David's like, you know, don't take your Holy Spirit from me kind of thing. And there was that that kind of deal. But but now in Pentecost, Acts 2, the Holy Spirit has come and it comes in, he comes into our lives as believers. Uh, we don't talk, like it's, Francis Chan wrote a book, Forgotten God. Mm-hmm. And we have lived as if that person of the Holy Spirit, of the, of the Trinity, uh, the, the third person of... <laughs> Of God is really it gets really complicated. I guess uh, we're not picking you apart. We know what you mean. God, the Holy Spirit. Um, We have forgotten, and we kind of really walk and live lives devoid of power. Yeah, I think we're I think we're branching into maybe another topic. So much, you know, like the Spirit's role in the believer, and and Um, that's that's something that gets when you just said what you said. um, If you had a hundred people listening from different backgrounds, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit and the role of the Spirit sure. in the believer's life and in the church is heard through their own lens. Oh, yeah, I think sure. stay tuned to the Desperate Passage <laughs> yeah, podcast because yeah. that's a topic, really, that's a topic in and of itself. And I personally have a journey that I won't even you know begin to get sure. into there with how I viewed the Holy Spirit yeah. at different phases of my life, yeah. uh, of walk with Christ. And, um, mm-hmm. and I do think Forgotten God, if you haven't read that, I would endorse that book a thousand times over. It's maybe the best view that I ever read about a practical mm. application of 
the Holy Spirit is God, and therefore the Holy Spirit is is so much more complex than what we yeah. want yeah. to label, and so much more. The Bible tells it when you see it, you go, it's so essential for daily mm-hmm. living yeah, this right. thing yeah. out, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah so I've I don't want to go any further down that road. <laughs> it's funny, I've heard that book, but I don't think I've ever actually read oh, that. Book. And in Francis Chan's way, it's a very easy read. Yeah. It yeah. wouldn't mm-hmm. take you long at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, it's, read that one. it's just practical. Yeah, I mean, I think you probably would be like. Yeah, I get it, but yet there was it, yeah, it was good. It's, it's almost like those books are like a almost like a comforting reminder mm-hmm. about what you know. Sometimes you might be like, oh yeah, I believe this, and then you're like, man, <laughs> so does he, and so does all these. Other, it's like <laughs> yeah. it, it encourages you to yeah. like kind of get I'm back not out crazy. there. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, so, that'd be great. So how do we bookend this topic of the gospel? And uh, I know we've said a lot, yeah. but the importance of sticking to the gospel. I think Mike's got the... Oh, uh, yeah, you're all dirty sinners. <laughs> yeah. You should weep, mourn, and wail, as James says, over Amen. the sin that's in your life. Amen. <laughs> I think, in a way, though, like, remember... No, I just I, did it, yeah, Nate. Yeah. It's over. Forget <laughs> it. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, Go ahead. Am I supposed to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, really living... Gonna, you're living, not going to listen to me now. Yeah, right? All of a sudden, he's going to uh, listen to you. No, living in that way, though, and living in a constant reminder of that... Uh, makes you live humbly and also makes you live in this this way that you are blown away and thankful by the the sacrifice of Jesus and God's love and the yeah. the unending amount of grace that he gives in your life when you live in that way and you live in a way to think that man I'm I'm wrong and it's it's very freeing I I, yeah. I don't know how to there's too much to say all in one sentence here you, but I think that's what we were you're you're saying and that is when it's the idea of having that relationship with God or not mm-hmm. to yeah. know you've been I mean it's like the I don't want to say cheesy but the cheesy things we've said like I've I've actually done this recently with my kids speaking of like grace and forgiveness like you know I'm like if I if you um you know you don't put your dish in the sink and I I do it for you it doesn't feel like that big of a deal right like if I do and if I do it all the time you just assume that's the way it's going to be but if you were in the front yard and a car came, you know, careening off the road into our yard and I dove and knocked you out of the way and saved your life, mm-hmm. you probably would talk about that a little bit, huh? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, literally, I would be dead and gone and you'll be telling your grandchildren that, you know, that I saved yeah. your life. Yeah. And I mean, it sounds cheesy, but like we live our lives just ex- assuming everything's OK until we come to that crisis right. type moment where we're like, I got a problem. I got yep. this problem of sin. And when Christ, we understand him to be the answer. And what we're talking about is, this, I always bring this up, but it's a supernatural transformation. So to someone goes, so you pray a prayer, or you do it, you're like, yeah, no. But when I really meant it, mm-hmm. it was a complete transformation of yeah. me uh, in my life. And therefore, now I don't view sin as what I don't get to do. I view sin as things I don't want in my life because the life with Christ is so much better. Yeah. And until, you know, so I think it, the whole point of combating progressive Christianity is to say we do not have to shy away from preaching the gospel as right. the word of God gave it to us in this way. Mm-hmm. Peter proclaimed it in Acts 2 in that way. I mean, he's you crucified him. Right. Mm-hmm. And you did this and it was bad. And they say, what must we do? He says, repent right. each one of you today for the remission of sins and be baptized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they did it. Mm-hmm. So like, you know. We're not all going to stand on a soapbox and shout yeah, at people, yeah. but the gospel is the gospel. You don't right. get to change it. Right. Any variation from a biblical explanation or definition of the gospel is 
It's yeah. cultic. It's a false gospel. <laughs> it's a yeah. false gospel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're leading them astray. I think it's I think it's interesting is uh, somebody might be thinking like oh how am I that miserable a person well, <laughs> well we all are uh, sadly um, but it happened at the beginning and I think it's unique to note that um, Adam and Eve are the first to sin that's why sin entered the world and if we look back um, at the opportunity that we have now because of what Christ did in in Romans five nineteen it talks about how uh, sin entered the world through one man's disobedience and it went to many mm-hmm. and that means all. Right. And even Jesus' obedience, it says following that, is what it means for salvation for all, or not all, many, many. And it's an opportunity we have to be able to come alongside of a, uh, I can't think of it any, any better way, a great storyline and a great opportunity that God has chosen us and can choose you to be a follower of his, uh, to further his kingdom, because life here on earth it might be great. We might like our Disney Plus, and we might like our uh, our DVRs, and we might like everything that God's been able to give to us. Our but our ultimate prize is eternal life with Him, right. and that comes yeah. through the gift of the gospel and salvation. Uh, and I think it's just a uh, we're going to continue preaching it for, yeah. to, for the rest of our lives, and it's important to remain rooted in God's Word as we explain the gospel. Yeah, yeah the questions I ask often are, you know, if you follow Jesus, why do you follow Jesus? And is Jesus enough? Do you follow him to get Jesus or do you follow him so I can have heaven or so I can have, I mean, we say those things, <laughs> right. but do I follow him because uh, that I come to this understanding of who Christ is and what he has done? Uh, one of the things I want to say is I think about the gospel and I know we're trying to wrap up here, <laughs> um, but I think what God has really impressed upon me over the last few years is that it's this double-sided coin for me because I think for all my growing up, it was trust Jesus, like trust him as savior, trust him as savior, trust him as savior, and then live your own life. Like, but not live your own life. Like just be a good person, but trust him as savior, get your fire insurance. And maybe it wasn't that overt. It was just like, no, 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 you need to do this. And then you try really hard to, to be a good Christian. And the way I see it and the way I understand it is that I do trust Jesus. I trust him as savior, but I follow him. I obey him as Lord. That and it's all of that, both sides of that coin is done in his power. If I think at Romans 3, that none of us seek God, none of us have any understanding that, that really, if I begin to understand the gospel, if I understand what it means, uh, if there's that enlightenment, let's say in that way, it's because God has done a work in me. Yeah. And then if I trust him, it's because God has done a work in me. <laughs> if I do all these things, it's because God has done a work in me. But ultimately, that I need to follow him, I need to obey him as Lord, and I can only do that in his power, under his direction, <laughs> as I surrender my life to him, that he's the one that changes me. He's the one that, that I think of like Galatians 2.20. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah, it can't be a feeling. It can't be just this is how I feel or those people will say, well, I have my own relationship with God or this is how I get to him or yeah. this is, what you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, we, we have to stand strong on the gospel any deviation or divoration mm. yes. mm. <laughs> from the true gospel will lead us and is a false gospel that we will allow people to believe that they're on their way to a Christ-filled eternity, yes. to a Christless eternity, mm-hmm. because we're not willing to say hard things spoken yeah. in love yeah. because we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. And we've got to get past that. And that, well, that we're not going on, but that comes back to you need to believe it. Yep. Yes. Because if you really believe, that's that's what I always say, right? Like I'm, Mm -hmm. I feel like those things you say all the time, but I'm like, I usually like hold the Bible, but like if we really believe this, yes, we would not be okay with giving people 
a false gospel. Right. Right. We would not be okay with not talking about sin. Right. We would not be okay without proclaiming this in its fullness. That's yeah. why we rely on the word. Yeah. That's what God has given us. So. And that's why Paul says it over and over and over <laughs> and over again, because it's it's not like it was just them. It, it's right. going to be us. It yeah, is, human you know, nature. Yeah. Well, we'd love yeah. to hear your thoughts on the gospel, maybe how you have... Uh, Maybe your story of faith and how you came to Christ. We would love to hear all those things and maybe the struggles you have. Or, or if you uh, disagree with us. Right. I was going to yeah. say that, too. That yeah. If you are saying, I have my own faith, I, I believe in God just like you guys do, but I have a different road to Him, uh, we'd love to hear that. We're, we're okay. We all seem to agree about everything because we do, but yeah. one day well, we'll disagree. You told us we had to or we couldn't be yeah, on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't be on the podcast Well, well we disagreed <laughs> about the skiing thing, right? We did, yeah, because I said I would rather sled for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd well, say that's that, cute. but that was We'll go skiing and <laughs> sledding with us, yeah. yeah. Hey, guys, wait up. <laughs> yeah. Where's Joe? He's on the bunny hill. He's too big. <laughs> He's broken his wrist again while trying to ski. Uh, I'm definitely going to break a bone next time I go skiing. No, yeah, just because yeah, I did that, yeah. It's karma, right? Karma. Yeah, anyway. Well, we believe that. That's next week's episode. <laughs> Tune in for karma. Karma. I like karma right on top of vanilla ice cream. Shut up. Yeah, so they had to end of the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're talking about the Holy Spirit next week. Oh, I think we man. are. I like I think it. We are. I think we should. Well, until next time, make sure you uh, connect with us on social media. You can let us know about your thoughts about this, something else. Maybe you have a topic. If you made it this far, you're a diehard. And uh, let us. We know. all know Larry didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Larry. Oh. He's listened to us in two times, so he might have gotten there, but we just sound like chipmunks at this point, you know. He so. said that. <laughs> that was Nate it. that said it, not Nate, Mike or he Aaron. He saved or it because I've already. Uh, I knew Mike was thinking it. I concur, Larry. You're listening. <laughs> Well, he started uh, his own like podcast, so yeah. he, we're gonna do battle. Twelve back and minutes. Forth. Yeah. <laughs> what he does, he just records. Well, he records one like we do. He puts it in four parts. He's like, I'm already on episode 250. What's wrong with you guys? Yeah, you're not in his. So his is only gonna be like 12 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I would be like, I would just get done saying hi. Yeah. How's it yeah, going? There's no way. No. Imagine Mike. No time for chit chat, huh? <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. good for you, Larry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Calling him out. I mean, one. It's episode, se- it's episode 17. Episode People 17. know who I am yeah, by now. They true. probably don't like me. Yeah, I'm they, actually a nice person. They fast forward through your part. They skip yeah, ahead, skip like, ahead. Oh, skip gosh. Ahead. Blah, 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 blah. 12 minutes later, he's still talking. Wait, uh. people right now that go to our church, if they're hearing this, they're like, wait, you can fast forward him? That's why I watch him on live. Yeah. That's why I don't come to church anymore. That's so much easier. <laughs> oh, closing song. Good job. Nice. <laughs> All right, we're going to get in trouble. No, not we are, just you. No, just you are, because Joe said that before. The, I'm just yeah, kidding. Joe now I'm making it. wild accusations. Wow. End the we'll podcast. see for episode 18. Yeah. <laughs> Where Mike won't be here. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, until next time. We will talk to you soon. Let us know what's going on. And I guess, yeah.